0: I don't know if you've noticed, but the past maybe five or six weeks, there's just been these really hard Gospels. Like, they're just, they're hard teachings, and they, he's not letting up this weekend, right? I mean, the, the Gospel, he says, when you've finished all you have done, say to yourself, I'm nothing but a worthless servant. I've only done what was asked of me. When I finished seminary and I was coming home for the North American College, I asked my rector, Monsignor my Jim Checkio, now Bishop Checkio in New Jersey. I said to him, I said, "Do you have any like words of wisdom to a new priest who's going to go up, you know, be on the front lines and go in there and start out his, his ministry?" He said, "Yeah, just remember, you're nothing but a worthless servant." That was that was like I'm like what? Like he quoted this gospel. What's Jesus saying? Like just getting by, just doing what's asked of us, the minimal, like. Part of being Christian, that's not enough. He wants us to go way beyond that. Way beyond that. Right? He doesn't want us to burn like light. He wants us to burn bright. By the way, I made that up in my prayer. Do you hear it? We don't burn light. We burn bright. We're not like Christianity light. We want to be filled with fire. And that's why Paul says to Timothy today... Take that flame in your heart and fan it into a, into a fire. I don't know about you, but I'm a huge fan of Superman. Um, now I'm not talking about the like, 1980s Christopher Reeves Superman. I'm, talking, oh, no, and I'm not talking about the new terrible Man of Steel movies that they recently made. I'm talking about, I don't know if you ever saw this, but like in the early 2000s, there was a 10-year TV series called Smallville. Smallville is where Superman grew up. And it's interesting to note in this series, which is, it's loosely based on the actual comic, right? But I don't know if you know this, but Clark Kent, he wasn't always a hero. Like he was actually kind of a wimp at the beginning. And you get to see all the struggles that he goes through as he's becoming this person he's meant to be. I don't know if you know this, but the the original Superman comic was written written by two Jewish men, and a lot of scripture is incorporated into that original story of Superman. That's why, you guys, there's no good movies anymore, because nobody bases anything in truth, which is the Word of God. That's why you have such awesome, epic stories that were written a hundred years ago, because... The word of God meant something to people, and they incorporated it into everything they did. Even these men did. If you think about it, <clears throat> you can. Do, do, do you remember how Superman came to this earth? <clears throat> this is like question and answer. This would be fun. How did Superman get here? He crashed, he crashed on Earth in this little like spaceship, right? And then he was found by his adoptive parents, right? Think about this. You remember how Moses was discovered? Anybody? He was floating down a river in a little tiny basket, a little tiny spaceship, right? And he was picked out of the water by his adoptive parents, Pharaoh's daughter. Okay? Fast forward a little bit. What is Superman's biggest struggle? He's trying to assimilate himself into a foreign land. And he's an alien, like legitimately an alien, right? kal from the planet Krypton. Now, think about the Israelite people. They were a foreign people. They came from Egypt. They came into the, into the Promised Land, and they tried to assimilate themselves into that land, and they were aliens in the truest sense of that word. And then, fast forward even further in the story of Superman, what are the Israelites waiting for? What are the Jewish people waiting for? They already got the promised land. The Messiah. And the Messiah was unconquerable. He was going to wipe out everybody in the name of God. And he was going to fix all the problems. Who does that sound like? Superman. It's amazing the the ties between these two. Okay, But in, in the Smallville series... The thing about Clark Kent is he, refu- he just won't accept who he is. He wants to be normal. He wants to conform. He doesn't want to be the hero. He doesn't want to be the one that has to sacrifice and give up all this stuff so that other people can live. He wants a girlfriend, a normal job. He wants to play football in high school. He just wants to be normal. Here's the problem. Clark Kent wasn't made to be normal. He was made to be a hero. But he always doubts his abilities. You want to look at the ties again to scripture? Abraham, I'm too old to be the father of nations. Moses, I can't speak. How can I lead your people? Jeremiah, I'm too young to be a prophet. Jonah, I ain't going to Nineveh. I hate that place. And they hate me. Gideon. I'm not going against a 20,000 man standing army of Midianites with 300 men. They all doubt their abilities. Clark doesn't want to be the Savior. He wants to conform. But he doesn't want to, he just doesn't want to sacrifice. He had a desire. He had all the gifts he needed, but he had to use them. He had to choose to put them in the service of others. Lay down his life for other people. We can see this again if you look at the second letter of Timothy today. Paul is talking to Timothy. Timothy's this young bishop. He's he's super frustrated. He's probably, like Clark, complaining to Paul. He's like, these people you put me in charge of. I'm sick of dealing with all these problems. I'm sick of them misunderstanding me. I'm sick of them disrespecting me because I'm so young. I just want a normal life like everybody else, but I'm stuck with this. And I'm sure Paul is like today, he's like, Timothy, buddy, this is what you were made for. Run with it. Be the man God is calling you to be. Don't just sit and complain. Fan into a flame the fire that has been put into you at your baptism. Be strong, courageous, and fight. And you know what? We know that Timothy took that to heart. Because Timothy died a martyr at the end of his life. I work with so many people that have a fire inside of them. They want to do something different. They want to change the world. They're sick of the culture we live in. But then they see this, the, what it's going to take and the work and the sacrifice and the discipline. And they just say, maybe that's just the priest's job to do. Maybe that's the bishop's job. Maybe that's somebody else's job. And they run away from the battle lines. Why? Because our world pr- promotes conformity, not greatness. And there's a crisis of greatness right now. True greatness and the world don't go together. Conformity and the world go together. Laziness in the world go together. Entitlement in the world go together. But not greatness. Because greatness demands sacrifice. That you actually give of your life. That's how we remain free. By people dying for it. Not conforming, but fighting. Even against insurmountable odds. I don't know if you guys have seen the movie Braveheart. But there is... It's one of my favorite movies and like there is a scene And I may have quoted it to you before But it's just so good I'm going to quote it again And I'm going because last night at the 4pm Some parishioners came out afterwards And said they were disappointed in me Because I didn't use a Scottish accent <laughs> So I'm going to use my best Scottish accent Because it's so powerful The Scottish army is looking at the English army And the English army far outnumbers them and William Wallace, right Mel Gibson, he's, he's riding back and forth on his horse, and he looks at these men who are afraid. And he says to him, he says, "Sons of Scotland, I am William Wallace, and I see a whole country of my, a whole army of my countrymen here in defiance of tyranny. You have come to fight as free men, and free men you are. But what would you do without freedom? Would you fight?" And one of the old soldiers says, fight against that? No, we'll run and we'll live. And Wallace says, aye, fight and you may die. Run and you will live, at least for a while. And dying in your beds many years from now, would you be willing to trade all those days from this day to that for just one chance? just one chance to come back and tell our enemies that they can take our lives, but they cannot take our freedom! we are supposed to cheer! Yeah! And then they ride off into the war! It's awesome! Gibson does a better job. I really thought you guys were going to play your part in the whole... But that's fire in the face of evil, man! He wants to fight. He doesn't want to conform. We stand up. We do something about it. We don't just complain. That's what Paul said to Timothy. Get it together, man. You've got everything you need. God's on your side. Just do it. How do we do it? I'll give you a few examples just around here. There's a lot of ways that we can do it to make the world better. In your parish, how you can help here? Help with faith formation. Start a Bible study. Help with our marriage prep program. We're, going to, we're thinking about starting this program over in the school for the littles, right? That older grandpas and grandmas can come and just hold the kids or read to the kids. Why? Because our world doesn't promote love. And that's what children need is love. Maybe you can do that. Maybe, maybe you can be a reader, usher, server, Eucharistic minister. You can help with our CIA. You can take an hour of adoration and actually pray for the conversion of our country. Maybe you build, you can help build over at the rectory. We're doing renovations there. Over in the school, we need carpenters and help. Run for public office on Catholic principles, I dare you. Join the Knights of Columbus, I don't know. There's a ton of things, but you notice what's not on that list? Sit around and complain. We got enough of that. We've all been given a fire from God. We've been called by God to fight evil and to do it actively. You know what's interesting? Back to the Smallville series. And so I'm going to tell you, if, you don't, if you're going to watch it, you don't want to it, close your ears because I'm going to tell you, spoiler alert, this is the end, okay? This is what's going to happen. So Clark, he can't fly. I mean, Superman's coolest power probably is flight. He has a lot of cool powers and he's developed all of them over the series. He can, you know, blow cold air and freeze stuff. He can laser shoot eyes and he can see x-ray and he can run faster than a speeding bullet and he can leap Tall buildings. And what else does Superman do? Oh, yeah, I know. I'm getting to. Anyway, he's got, oh, you can hear. Yeah, you can hear like long distances. He's got all these powers. And at the end of the series, he basically like comes face to face with evil itself. It's like literally the devil. And he's staring him down and he's looking at him. And there's this great dialogue. And he says to this, he says, he looks at this incarnate evil and he says, my father sent me to protect this planet and I will fight you to my last breath. And the evil one looks back at him and he says, there must be part of you that is simply disgusted by how easily these humans fell to me. And Clark looks back and he says, they may not be perfect, but I believe even in the darkest soul there is always hope People want to believe that there's something greater and it may be easier to hate, but it's stronger to love. And with that conviction, he like lifts off the ground and completely annihilates the bad guy. It's so awesome. You guys gotta watch it. I watched it again last night because I just wanted to get fired up for it. Because he finally accepted who he was and what he was called to do. And that gave him power. And that allowed him to soar, literally soar, the high spiritual journey. It's easier to hate, but it's stronger to love. Even in the darkest soul, there is always hope. The flame in his heart is the flame that's to be in every one of your hearts. It's the belief that there's some good in this world, and damn it, it's worth fighting for. The truth, goodness, and beauty are worth protecting and upholding and dying for because they're precious to what it means to be human and they're being taken from us. This is the life of self-sacrificial love. It's the life Christ has called us to to change the world. Will you answer the call? Will you fan into a flame the fire that's inside of you? Or will you, like everybody else, just conform.